0: Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at southcountychryslerjeepdodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in friendly Gilroy. Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show. Good to have you all here, and especially good to have my guests. I think we just heard a, your dog bark in the background there, Tommy, so <laughs> we can have him on. And again, <laughs> perfect timing, the as always. I,
1: the more I laugh, the more she barks, she's a uh, year-old Boston Terrier named Lulu, Okay. Oh, we actually had a, well, we still do. We have an eight year old Boston Terrier, and we said, you know, let's get another one. No, I'm not sure that was the best. <laughs> <history
0: we remember. laughs> By the way, everybody, this is Tom Tolbert. Uh, everybody knows that voice, but I just want to say this is Tom Tolbert. Uh, KMBR host and man of many other things, but uh, good to have you and your do- and Lulu on the show. Uh, if <laughs> anything. Lulu, Lu- 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 my- thank you. Yeah, Lu- Lulu's going to have some pertinent information for us, I'm sure, down the road. Uh oh, to- no doubt, <laughs> Tommy. Yeah, uh, Warriors game at the opener at the at Oracle Arena. What the hell happened there? Uh, I assume you are as surprised as all of us. So. Watching this, um, certainly the extent of it, but just what struck you as you watched the, the Spurs kind of take apart this Warrior super team here?
1: Well, I told Steve uh, when somebody asked him at the end of the game, they said, did you see this coming? I told him he should have said, you know what? I could have I could have seen us losing to 20, 25, but not 29. <laughs> not, <laughs> that's too much. Uh, Draw course, the line nobody, at
0: 29. Yeah, 28. Yeah, nobody yeah,
1: yeah. sees a team that's lost, what, uh, Four games, three games at, at home the last two years during the regular season, yep. of course, you don't you don't see that. Um, two things have jumped out of me uh, throughout the course of the game, and it's just something that I'll probably be keeping an eye on throughout the early part of the year anyway, is their ability to keep teams out of the paint, off the dribble mm-hmm. defensively. They don't have Bogut, they don't have Azelius, they don't have a back line of the defense anymore, so that, that's going to be even more important. It's always important. They're to be more important for them. And then they're going to have to box guys out, not in the traditional sense, but put a forearm in somebody's chest, stop their momentum, and then go get the balls. So they're going to have to keep the teams off the glass. But other than that, it's one game. It wasn't a huge deal. But those are two things early in the season. I'll look forward to watching to see if they have troubles with them.
0: You think Popovich had it dialed up, that he, he was really had a, had a game plan that was specific to being able to take some, advantage of some of that stuff?
1: Well, I don't, I don't know that he particularly pays attention to one uh, regular season game over another, just knowing him as I do. But uh, he does as good a job as anybody, at, depending defending the three-point line against his team. He runs them off, and you saw the shooting percentage. They didn't shoot well. They had some open looks, but sometimes when you have a team that's forcing you off the line, you rush him a little bit. And I think that's what happened in that game. But he does a great job. I mean, look, possibly the best coaches, not just in the NBA in all sports.
0: And by the way, that the timeout after every Steph Curry three point make that, that was that was obvious. And I, I mean, hey, Tom Tolbert is someone who you, you could light it up in your NBA days. Does that really screw <laughs> up a screw up the Warriors tempo a little bit when you know we know they're a rhythm team. They hit one, they hit two, hit three, all of a sudden they hit five in a row. The timeouts immediately after Steph Curry three pointer. Do you think that was useful? Was that really something that might have screwed up the rhythm a little bit?
1: Well, what I think was, and look, the, the three pointer at Oracle is like a dunk in any other NBA arena. Yep. I mean, they, they love the three pointer. You hit a couple three pointers in a row at Oracle. The, the lit just blows off the place. It's like it, it, literally, it's like a dunk. Dunks in other arenas. Draw the same reaction that three pointers draw at Oracle, and the behind the back pass too. I'm like, why are we so? Why is everybody so like? It's like a behind the back pass. It amazes me that at Oracle somebody <laughs> throws a behind the back pass and thought, like, ooh, it's not really that big a deal. But I don't know. Our fans seem to love the behind the back pass. But I think it counts as a first, point.
0: It counts as one point at Oracle Arena. Yeah, it's back amazing
1: back. to me. It's like they go, oh, don't do the behind the back pass and then hit a three. This whole place is gonna fall down. <laughs> Uh, but the first three that Steph hit, I don't think he called it because just because the crowd goes crazy when Steph hits a three. Because Saul was up on Steph, and I've talked about this a lot. But the toughest part about guarding Steph as a big guy is that you're uncomfortable being out in space. You're used to being in the paint, you're used to being by the rim, and you're always taught when somebody is quicker than you dribbles at you you back up and you try to meet him in a spot where you can stop the penetration and make him change, change direction. Well, with Steph, you can't do that. With Steph, you have to stay up on him and make him go by you. So what Gasol did is what most big guys will do with Steph will dribble at you, you back up, then he pulls the ball back, step back, hits a three. And I think pop called the timeout and I was watching him. He went right to Gasol. And I think what he was telling Gasol is look, you can't do that. You you have to stay up on him. If he drives by you, we have help for you. And I've always thought that's the way to play those guys, is stay up on them, play their right hand, and make them go left. So if they go left, you can follow them. And if they try to pull up in the lane somewhere, go for a layup, then if you're on their right-hand side, you can, you can at least affect the shot by coming over the top a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to foul them, but you can do that. But you can't. Under any circumstances, they're going to get enough threes as it is, but you can't give them looks. you got to make them shoot twos. If you let them shoot threes, especially at home, they get rolling, the crowd gets rolling, and you're in deep trouble. How many times have we seen them erase a 10, 12, 14-point deficit in two and a half minutes because they hit three or four threes, and all of a sudden you feel like, man, we put all that work in to get the 14-point lead. They took three or four threes. They made them. Crowd's going crazy. They're back in the game. I mean, you just can't. I, this team's tough enough to beat as it is. But when they out three point you, it's almost impossible. And they did not three point at the Spurs, and
0: the Spurs ended up killing them. One factor about that game: uh, there was Warriors radio being broadcast there, and Tom, you weren't there. Uh, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, the whole world. I we were all. We were just. Where's Tom? Where's Tom? We can't start <laughs> without Tom. Uh, obviously, they they've switched stations. They're on the FM station now, not KMBR, but. Uh, yep. you know, how, how big a how, how big a loss is it for you? Just, you know, it's, it's, hey, it's a good loss for me. I love seeing you there. I think the head coach kind of likes having you there. Uh, yeah. wh- wh- what was that? And it wasn't your decision, I know, but wh- what was that whole situation like for you?
1: Uh, you know what? I was good with it. I really was. It was, uh, you know, it came decision. They didn't want to have me on the other station, and I totally got it. I mean, I, I totally got it. So, and I don't know how I, I, I would have felt about it. I think I would have ended up doing the games, but it wasn't. I didn't fight it one bit because mm-hmm. I, I, I got the whole situation. Like, you don't want one of your main guys on your station on the other station. And as I said, I don't know that I wanted to be on the other station. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a huge deal. Uh, I'll miss calling the games, but really I'll miss, you know, hanging out with Tim Roy, who's, who's, who's awesome, uh, our producer, R.C. Davis, our stat guy, Bo, uh, and then being with Steve after the game. After every game, I'd go back there and sit down and have a beer with him, and we'd chat about the game. And, you know, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, not a whole lot wrong over the last couple of years. So we just basically laughed and had beers and talked about how much fun it was to, to watch this team roll through the NBA during the regular season. So I'll, I'll miss that part. I'll miss the uh, the interaction with the, the people because there's a lot of really good people in that organization that I like seeing uh, 41 times a year and then during the playoffs. But as far as not doing it, you know, it. it I did it for four years. Who knows if I'll do it again? I mean, maybe they come back. Maybe I end up doing something else in some capacity with the organization. Maybe not. I don't know. But my first priority has always been the always been the radio show. I've been there 20, guys going on 21 mm-hmm. years now. So that, that was never a question in my mind. I would have liked to have done both of them. I can't, and I'm okay with that.
0: So what does Steve do? He's got a text to text you after games now? He, he's got to call you up? He's got to get something from Tolbert right after every game.
1: Well, I texted him after the game, I go, fired.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably appropriate. It's probably appropriate. It's, some, it's time for someone else to, to get a shot there. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, well, it's funny because, I mean, I, I'm i the one guy, I mean, obviously because we've known each other for for 30 years, that, you know, we can we joke around after the games and stuff like that. But, heck, I mean, we talk a lot about, I mean, Steve's is, is almost as big a sports fan as I am, maybe as big a sports fan mm-hmm. as I am. So when Steve and I talk or, or text, I mean, we'll text each other on a, on a Saturday, talking about a, a college football game that we're both watching, and cool, we'll go text each other during the during the World Series and talk about a play that we saw. I mean, Steve it, Steve could do what I do. I mean, he that that's how much he follows sports, and he he you go back probably 30, 40 years, and he followed baseball, football, basketball like I did as a uh, as a kid, and he's continued to do that. So it's uh, it it's not just about the Warriors and basketball. It's like it's so much fun because he's a He's a sports fan like I'm a sports fan. So we talk about all kinds of different things.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you hear his World Series rant about home field advantage decided by the All-Star game? It was dead on, well, and it was good.
1: That's absolutely <laughs> yeah. correct. yeah and you,
0: absolutely and, correct. And it's hurting, hurting, so hurting, his yeah, hurting his son's Cubs, too. So that, that was another point of that, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, Nick loves the loves the Cubbies. He loves them. But it's like, come on. I mean, that's the way you're still going to decide. It, it, I hated when they did that because they, they that whole slogan was, this time it matters. It's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter as much as it mattered the year before. And the players know that. You're trying to sell this off to the fans. It's like it's going to be more competitive. It's like, well, what are you kidding me? You're going to go out there and hurt yourself for an exhibition game? Especially when you play for a team that has no chance to get into the World Series. Like, you really care what league is not going to be represented in the World Series. So it's still, it's still the same game. And I was in the minority back then. When I said I didn't care that the game ended in a tie, because I don't care about the final score of the All-Star game. All I care about is seeing the best pitch against the best, and I got to see that for what, 10, 11 innings? I can't remember how many innings the game uh, mm-hmm. game went, and I was good with that. I didn't care who won. Of course, I didn't have a wager on the game, so I didn't care who <laughs> won at that time. So it was just fun to watch the game.
0: Yeah, I just say why is baseball the only one? Well, I guess the Super Bowl is different because they play on the neutral site, but basketball yeah. doesn't seem to need all these weeks in advance you know like they say, they got to know what where the home te- you know what who's going to have home field advantage months in advance just because they can limit you know figure out what the sites are going to be or limit it down the nba doesn't seem to have that issue you know i i, I don't understand hockey doesn't have that issue. i understand it's different media sites but it just seems bizarre the baseball we you know either we have to do it alternate or we have to do it some way where we know in July where where the likelihood of this, these games are going to be. It's just I don't know why baseball is separate from the other ones, but it's a whole other point.
1: Well, that's because baseball plays the best of seven in the World Series, and basketball and hockey play, oh, wait a minute, let both <laughs> right
0: that. I don't know how much you can talk about, but I was throwing this out a little bit last night. I, I just think it's pretty clear to me that the Warriors are going to get back to Bayar at some point. You don't know, the contract just started, but... Um, isn't it, doesn't it feel right that the Warriors are on a or can be our team? It just seems to me that that's the right way for this to go. But you may not be able to talk about it, or, or don't know. But uh, it just feels a little bit off right now for them to be on the other station.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels well. I, I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. But yeah, it does feel weird. I mean, they've always been with us since I I've, I've been with the station, and they were there before I came to the station. So it, yeah, it just we've always had. Warrior games, and you know, you go home and you on the you drive home, you listen to listen to the pregame and listen to the game. Or you always knew where to find them; they're always there. And this year, they've uh, changed uh, for a number of different reasons. But as far as how it feels, yeah, I mean, it feels weird because they've always been there since I've been there. And then obviously, it feels a little weird because the last four years, I've been I've been doing the games, and I'm not doing the games anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a strange strange deal. The you just always feel like, well, these teams are always going to be, you know, always going to be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, you know, the 49ers weren't with us for a long time yep. when I got there. And then they it, it came on board, I don't know, maybe it was like six, seven, eight years ago. I'm not sure how many years ago. But, yeah, it, it's weird when, you know, the Warriors, the Giants are the two teams that were there uh, since I started working there. And now they're not there. So, yeah, it, yeah it, is, it is weird.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor.
1: It's Ram Power Days at the South County Ram Superstore in Gilroy. We've got the largest selection of power trucks in all of California. Commercial trucks, work trucks, raised trucks, all largest selection ever. Check out the new Ram 1500 for only $22,999. Ram 1500 HME four-door diesel. Only $29,888 after discounts and rebates. Ram 1500 Crew Cab, 4x4, 12000 off MSRP. We've got Ram Power at South County Ram in Gilroy. Drive a little, save a lot.
0: Uh, since you know Steve so well and I, I've kind of sense this he's talked about this before the experimental nature maybe of, of this season and how different is kind of the set roster they had last year and, and they really had it for several years even before he was there. Do, do you just get sense that Steve Kerr, who I'm speaking about here, it, is approaching this season so f- differently. you know he's, there's rotations are not set even now and, and, and may not be set for weeks. Uh, and mm-hmm. do, you, do you think he likes that kind of challenge? We lose you, Tom? We lose Tom Tolbert? Or else Tom. There we go. We lost you. Either you went silent on purpose there for about five seconds, or we lost you totally. But uh, But you know I don't
1: go silent for five seconds on
0: purpose. I wasn't going to talk over you. uh, uh, I I I know
1: what you're saying, though, about the rotations. And yeah, I don't think he's concerned with the record the first couple months of the season. And look, the Warriors have turned the regular season into. I don't want to say it's. It completely irrelevant, but basically, when you look at it, it's like the Spurs over the last almost 20 years. Where you know they're going to be in the playoffs. You just don't know what positioning they're going to be. With the Warriors this year, you know they're going to be in the playoffs, and I can't imagine any spot they would be in other than the top three. I think they'll be the top seed in the West, but let's say San Antonio and the Clippers play really well this year, and the Warriors have troubles early, so they don't get off to a great start. I just can't envision a scenario where they wouldn't be at worst in in, in the third spot. So, if you're Steve, you're going to figure out basically what combinations work well with one another. Like, for the last couple years, uh, Sean Livingston and Mo Spates were always a good combination together because Sean could post up, Mo could shoot from the outside, they could run the pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop. That's something, the combination, uh, that he could rely on using uh, throughout the course of the year. He doesn't know what combinations are going to work. This year, and what guys work better? Like, who, who do I want to put on the court? Who can space the court? Who's our kind of our slasher driver? Who's going to be on the weak side that can hit threes? Who's the guy that can set a good pick? If we have you know doing steps in there, we can run some pick and rolls with. Uh, and then who do I want to finish the game with? Now, I think he probably wants to finish the game, you know, with the small lineup with mm-hmm. Draymond at five and uh, Durant at four, iguodala step and Clay. But getting to that, like it's almost like a bullpen. Like, how do you, okay, how do we get to that in the second half and what combinations are going to work? So I think it's a great luxury to have knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs barring injury. Now, Steve would never say that because you just never know it's sports and it's always a great unknown. But, you know, they're going, I, I can say it because my job's not on the lineup. They don't make the playoffs. Uh, so they <laughs> don't make the playoffs. It's just a matter of, okay. Let's let's get this thing fine tuned at some point and figure out what works. And it's a it's a nice luxury to have.
0: That makes this game in New Orleans obviously a must win, right? I mean, season's over unless they win tonight, and probably have to win by twenty five or more. I, I gotta believe.
1: <laughs> well, I don't care if they win by twenty five, just cover.
0: <laughs> don't even know. Yeah, what's the number? I don't even know. I'm sure you'd know the number. I don't even know what the number. is. I'm gonna would...
1: take a wild guess and say it's ten. Okay. No, I know. I know what the number is. Of course, <laughs> I do.
0: Uh, what do you think? What you think about the Draymond Green stuff uh, that came up? You know, in Ethan Sherry story uh, before the season, there's tensions, and there's you know, I guess it was the headline. I don't know if he said it, it was the Draymond Green problem. Do you think the mm-hmm. Warriors have a Draymond Green problem?
1: Well, I don't know if I characterize it that way, um, but he is a guy that is just a, a, a massive personality. On a team that doesn't have massive personalities, I mean, he is the—he's the alpha dog of alpha dogs. I mean, it, it just by sheer force of personality, he's that guy. And when things are going great, like I've been around those guys before, and they push you, and they prod you, and they yell at you, and they get themselves going, and they get you
0: going. And yeah, who would be it? Yeah, who would be? Who would be an example of that that you've you've been come across?
1: Uh, probably Timmy Hardaway. Yeah. yeah, you know he was he was that guy who was just a big personality, and he was our leader on that run TMC team. And it was great to have that, you know, because he would always get himself going, get you going, and then. But sometimes you're just like, shut up, mm. I want to hear it. You I, I, I'm, you know, I'm 25, I'm an adult. I, I I get myself going. We're good to go. Of course, sometimes you think that, and you're not really getting yourself going. So it's good to have someone kind of shock you back into the moment and get you. Get you focused on what you need to what you need to focus on, but yeah, there are times I'm sure where they're just like, save it. I don't want I don't want, I don't want to hear it from you today. You know, that's just, just go away, leave me alone. But I think they need that because when you look around the roster, there is no one on that roster that brings the edge that he brings to the uh, to the games. KD doesn't do it. Steph doesn't do it. plays, you know goes about his business in a, in a, in a pretty quiet way. Igadala Livingston. I mean, all those guys, you know, are pretty, you know, they, if you put a Spurs jersey on them, I mean, you, they would fit like you go, okay, those are Spurs-type players right there. They, just, they play, play hard, they're professional, they go about their business, they're really good at what they do, but they don't have what, what Draymond brings to the table. And while sometimes you just don't want to deal with it, I think they need it because they, they don't have anything like it. And I think, you know, the, the fire that he plays with, the passion, that he plays with. I mean, he wears it on the sleeve. I've said the two guys on the team that wear their emotions on their sleeve the most are Draymond and Steve. Mm -hmm. And that's why they butt heads sometimes, because, I mean, they're both passionate about what they do, and they're not afraid to to share their feelings with anybody. So when Draymond, you know, game one against the Spurs, Draymond didn't get back on defense. He just kind of like, he watched. And the Spurs missed a layup, missed a putback, and then finally got the putback. And maybe if he hustles down there, they can avoid that. Well, he did and Steve jumped him for not getting back. And, you know, Draymond didn't say anything to him that time, but there are times where maybe he'll take a shot, Steve will yell at him, he'll yell at Steve, and they have that type of, type of relationship. So, you know, it's a give-and-take type thing. But being that they don't have anybody like that, and he's really, really damn good at what he does, I think they need it. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a problem.
0: Well, Let's jump quickly. Jump over here to the Forty ers who uh, continue to, be uh, to? Yeah, continue to be interesting. At least for conversation. I just got to ask you, as as, as as the music person that you are, what's your opinion about Smash Mouth now entering the be, becoming a crucial part of this discussion <laughs> by by basically telling us what Trent Balky's thinking? And it, it, it does seem to happen this way. We get these unique ways of figuring out what Jed York and Trent Baalke are thinking, and now Smash Mouth and, and enters the Forty er <laughs> arena. Uh, courtesy of Ray Woodson. I got to give Canby credit yeah, for this. They exactly. were reacting to him. W- what's going on here, Tommy?
1: It's a bizarre world, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's just everything surrounding the 49ers is bizarre. It's, it's Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's just the, to the equation. Uh, I mean, look, it, it, they stink, and I hate, I hate always going back to this because I I, you know, I look at the roster and I go, God, they just don't have any talent, and that's all Balky's fault. And they don't have this, and that's Kelly's fault. But it's not Kelly's fault, and not all of it is, is Balke's fault. Really, where it all started, and I, I just, like, this is why I hate talking about it, because I always go back to the same thing, and I'm, I'm redundant, and I repeat myself. They didn't even try to keep Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. They didn't even try to keep him. Now, none of us know if they could have kept him. Maybe Harbaugh had, had it up to here with York, and he was like, I don't care. If you want to give me $15 million a year, I'll stay. I don't know what he was asking. I don't even think it got to that point. But they didn't even try. They, 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 you don't get those guys. Those guys don't come around very often. And when you have one, I don't care if they're a pain in the ass. You figure out a way to make it work. Unless they just don't want to make it work, then hey, you can't do anything at that point. And maybe it would have got to that. I'm not sure. But the fact that they didn't try to keep this guy – who kicked ass at San Diego, who kicked ass at Stanford, who kicked ass at the Niners, and now look what the Michigan Wolverines are doing. This guy is special, and you had one. I don't even know if I'll give you credit for signing him, but I guess I have to. You did sign him. You stumbled over him. He wanted to stay in the Bay Area. However you found this guy, you got one of them. There's only a handful of those. You you had one. You had him right here, and then and then he's gone. And look, what, look, look look what's happened since. There's no way this team, and again, I'm not blaming Chip Kelly for this. He just walked into this. But I, I don't care how talented a roster is. Whatever talent you have inside your body, Harbaugh has proven that he will get it out of you. And I understand as a player, you know, you're probably not real happy with the guy all the time. You probably go home like saying, God, I hate playing this guy. just pushes us It pushes us, and I'm tired of it. But you look and you see where, where he gets you. Because I know people at Stanford, players at Stanford, they were like, God, I'm glad that guy's gone. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy he got us to where he got us, but, man, I'm just tired of putting up with the guy. But you look at what he what he does, and I mean, as a player, I may not be happy with him all the time, but guess what? He's probably going to make me more money. Because the more you win, the more people value what you bring to the table and the more money you're going to make. Players don't always understand that. They just think stats are going to get them uh, big contracts. But if you win... Everyone looks better on a winning team. You go back to the old Bulls teams. Steve signed a big contract after the Bulls. Jeff Bush signed a big contract after the Bulls. Luke Longley signed a pretty big contract after the Bulls. I mean, a lot of guys who played for the Bulls were winners, and people want that. You know how to win. You bring something valuable to the table, and I think as a player you have to understand that, and that's what Harbaugh, he, he brought to the 49ers. They were, I mean, is it any coincidence? They were terrible before him, terrible after him, and really good <laughs> With him. So, you know, I can sit here and, and, and talk about Balky and, and, you know, his lack of productivity uh, in the draft. And, and he certainly had some some misses, but he's also had some hits in free agency a few years ago. But while he had his hits drafting, while he had his hits in free agents, Harbaugh was the guy that got those players and Harbaugh was the guy that coached those players. So, you know, as a 49er fan, I would still be upset. I'm not emotionally tied. I do get I, it's funny because I don't get all that emotionally invested in things and I don't uh, you know I'm, 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 when I'm on the air you know I'm just I'm, I'm not a fan of, of the Bay Area teams per se like not a die hard fan I still would like to see them win because I have you know friends and organizations and I'd like to see them uh, do well but you know, I'm not as emotionally invested as, as a diehard fan like I am with Arizona like they, I'll watch Arizona basketball and football sometimes and, and want to you know kick the countertop uh, when they do something stupid like, and how people are with the Niners but I would still be mad, you know. We talked about this a couple. Uh, you, you get you get upset like talking about it because you're just like, how could you, how could you do this, you know? I, I, how could you do that? And it's still like it just frustrates me. Frustrates me thinking that you, you. It'd be like firing Steve Kerr right now. Like Steve and Laker don't get along next year, and he goes like, I'm done with you. We've had it. Now Steve won the championship, and the 49ers. didn't win the Super Bowl. But I mean. There are just very few guys that are special. Harbaugh was special, and I let him get away. Just, like I said, just talking about it frustrates me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I can feel it. I can, can hear it to Well, I've made a quick comparison of Harbaugh and Draymond. Just, you might get tired of them. They challenge you every day. It isn't always the fun, you know, environment around those guys. But you know what? The team ends up better because they're around, and, yeah. and, and people get that. I think the players do get that eventually, and the coaches too.
1: No. Absolutely. No doubt about it.
0: All right, Tom, I'm going to just want to skip over. Make sure I ask you this question. Tommy, what's your favorite restaurant?
1: Well, that's a damn good question. I'd have to figure out like what my favorite food is first. <laughs> and anyways, I still well, haven't gotten over the. We, we always ask the question for the rest of your life if you had to go with Italian or Mexican, what would you go with? And I was like, God, that's a tough one because Italian, you got pizza, obviously pasta. I mean, there's a lot of great Italian food, but. Mexican, like, I don't know if I could live without salsa the rest of my life. Like, just salt and chips and salsa on burritos and salsa on tacos and all that stuff. So I'd probably go, probably go Mexican food, and there's a restaurant out here that I really like, a Mexican restaurant called uh, La Penca Azul, uh, that's been around here for a number of years. But uh, my favorite my favorite Mexican food of all time is in Tucson. It's a restaurant yeah. called El Charo, mm-hmm. and they have the best carne asada that I've ever ever tasted. It's not surprising that you know Tucson would have yeah. great, great Mexican food, but uh, I mean, I love I love uh, El Charo uh, East End Pizza here in Alameda is like a real thin crust pizza. I like that, but I guess maybe favorite, favorite restaurant I don't go there a lot. It may not be one singular restaurant, but you give me like a nice Ruth Chris steak mm-hmm. or a Morton steak. I mean, you just you can't go wrong. With with going to one of those like type, type restaurants to get a nice big like a ribeye medium rare and a beer nice IPA and I'm I'm pretty much good to go at that point.
0: Are you in the Steve Kerr Bob Myers book club at all? Are you reading some of those books or you you, you pass on those?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm. I don't need I don't need anybody to pick my books out. I'm 51. I, I, I got to pick my own books out. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's funny because I don't read as much as nearly as much as I should. I used to read. When I was in the Warrior Games, I'd save books up for the playoffs because we do a lot of traveling. That's mm-hmm. the only time of the year that I would I'd travel with them. So I would just load up on books and, and read them throughout the course of the playoffs, and usually knock out about you know four or five books in the span of a couple months. I read uh, you know the, the Billy Martin book a couple uh, last year, and then there was a book about uh, baseball labor negotiations back in the uh, '90s. I think it was called The Game. I'm not positive. I read that. So uh, my wife actually got me a book for my birthday a couple of weeks ago, a new Stephen King book. Uh, what is it? The Bazaar of Bad Dreams. So it's a uh, Stephen King uh, shorts, and I, w- I always like Stephen King. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I'm, I'm like, God, I should probably read some. I, I need to read a little bit. And then it's, you know, then it's like I come home and a Warriors game's on or a Sharks game's on. or now the World Series is on. Then it gets to be the weekend. It's like, All right, how many college football games am I watching? How many NFL you know games am I going to watch? So it's just you know it's my job. I love it. I would be doing the same thing if I weren't doing the radio show. I'd be watching as much sports as I watch I watch now, but I would you know at the end of the day I'm thinking God I should you know maybe I could read a chapter here. Or a chapter that oh wait a minute LSU misses <laughs> 50s on let me watch a little bit of that game and then bang, what the hell with the book? You
0: well, know, every game's four hours now, so it's killing all of our time. Oh, so yeah. jeez! Baseball's killing me right now. Unbelievable! It's just Unbelievable.
1: It's killing me. Although you know what, if you do what I do, you DVR everything, you fast forward through all the commercials <laughs> and all the downtime.
0: <laughs> I haven't gotten real good at that yet, but there's more things for me to learn. But Tommy took taking uh, more than enough t- your time, in it too. Uh, but uh, as always, appreciate the conversation. Great to have you on, Tommy.
1: Anytime, Jim. You know the number. Give me a buzz, and I always enjoy coming out with
0: you. All right, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's Tom Talbot, everybody. I think it's the third appearance on the TK show for Tom Talbot. Always always a hit. Always fun. Uh, and we got a couple more. Well, one more TK show coming today, and then there's Warriors Plus Minus, and this is constantly endless. Uh, but that's Tom Talbot for today. Thanks, everybody.
1: Ram Power Days at the South County Ram Superstore in Gilroy. We've got the largest selection of Ram trucks in all of California. Commercial trucks, work trucks, lifted trucks, and more. We can custom build a truck to fit your needs. Check out the new Ram 1500 Tracement for just $18,999. Ram 1500 four-door for just $22,888. Ram 1500 Longhorn Crew Cab Four-Wheel Drive Diesel. $13,000 off MSRP. Visit South County Ram Superstore in Gilroy. Why would you buy a truck anywhere else?